on on the interception in the first half. I don't even hear about it. That wasn't as noticeable. When you pull someone's jersey, and, and let's face it, there wasn't a flag. There wasn't a flag till till that interception holding, right? So the refs were trying to let them play. They wanted them to play, but when it's that noticeable, okay, you gotta call it. And if he don't pull the jersey, guess what? That's a stop. They stopped them. The Bucks punt. You're getting the ball back. You're getting the ball back. So I blame King. And now we're going to go to our guest. We are here with the wonderful Michelle. Michelle, how is your day going today? I mean, it's going pretty well. Um, I think I've just been pretty entertained by the whole... Uh, it's like uh, when there's a trade that doesn't really affect my team either way. It kind of just is entertaining to watch. So I love I love to watch the banter back and forth about the Otto Vino trade. Which I mean, I don't think that the Red Sox got fleeced because um, um what was I gonna say? It's like uh, so Jared from Barstool, like as he pointed out, like he had some rough innings in a short season last year. He had, like, 18 rough innings, but that doesn't make him, like, a bad... He's still a really quality, like, quality closer, and I say that being an Astros fan, so, I mean, I think the Red Sox, you know, got, like, a fair deal, um, and the Yankees honestly needed, because, what, they think they got four prospects in return for Adovino, which the Yankees, more than anything, and I think that's why Cashman... Uh, isn't making like big splashing moves right now. I think that's why Cashman isn't um, doing a whole lot is because he is trying to do the thing what that the Yankees have honestly needed because they have <clears throat> built teams by spending and right now they need to build teams by de- they need to build their team by development because that's the only I mean that's the kind of building teams by spending is kind of like the old way of doing things. That's not how you're going to create like the, the, today. Uh, present day 2021 like that's not how you're going to build a dynasty team is by just by buying your talent you'll buy it for the season but the key to a dynasty is sustainability and perhaps what out of you know is i mean what uh, cashman is doing now is uh you know uh, thinking for the long term you know what it is it's it's payroll um they they traded four prospects to the pirates for jameson tyon and, oh, okay. and for Avino, yeah. the, they, uh, they kicked in 800K, and, and the Red Sox are taking the remainder of the salary, back. and they're getting a player to be named later. Right, and supposedly, I mean, this isn't gonna, this isn't the last type of move they're going to make, which is great because, no. um, uh, meaning, like, they need to... On all, in all honesty, and this isn't this isn't just the Yankees. So this isn't something unique to you guys. This is a couple teams across the league, and I am going to go ahead and say that like that's also what uh, the Astros have been like. Astros need to do, or what they've done is because they've done some. So, in some of their trading and some of their acquisitions, like with Luke Berryhill, he's a minor league catcher. They signed a ton of the Astros signed a ton of international free agents. And those are like players that are going to be developed. So, I mean, the way that teams need to move now is just um, 
I mean, yeah, I think about the, the same, like, uh, teams are just moving smarter because there's more, there's more information available, there's more knowledge available. This is baseball in the age of analytics. And Michelle, obviously, it's good, it's good to have you back, Michelle. Uh, good to have you. Half, well, the cooler half, James, is here. Oh, so my we, God. We all like the cooler half. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sensing some, uh, sensing some uh, tension in the, in the, between the happy couple now. <laughs> no, he's just a hack. It's, it's, he's just a hack. That, that that's what he is. He he likes to take punches. Nah, just, I, I I love I, I love taking punches in the um in, in the sports news studio. It's always me taking punches at him. So I, I well, get listen, my kicks in what I can. You're the you're talking to the queen of loving to take uh, loving to uh, <laughs> take punches and talk shit. Like that's my favorite. As you guys have seen. Exactly. So that, that that that's just how we bonded. So I do have a it, 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 it's an interesting move. Like you see, the Nationals they signed Brad Hand. You're hearing rumors that the Mets could be in on Chris Bryant. So Chris Bryant, really? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, Chris. Yes, yeah, Chris Bryant. Um, the Nationals getting Chris Bryant? The, no, the Mets are in on the trading for Chris Bryant. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's because the Nationals signed Brad Hand, a quality closer. See, if I'm the, the Cubs, in on trading. if I'm the Cubs, I take no less than starting at Jeff McNeil, um, because or or their their prize shortstop in the minors, because you know Chris Bryant is a power, their baseman and. The, the problem with that would be is, as rich as Cohen is, he's not going to give 200 plus million dollar contracts to Chris Bryant and Francis Lindor, plus, plus with keeping Michael Conforto and, and you know, p- the possible re-signing of Stroman or Syndergaard. So, if, yeah. if they trade for Bryant... I think it's just going to be a, a one of them. It's just, well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of just like circles back to what I said is that, um, Steve Cohen didn't be, get to be in the position of wealth that he did by spending recklessly. So he's not, I mean, I've heard, I've heard some like, uh, there's been some Mets fans who are like, he's not making moves fast enough. And I'm like, guys, just be grateful. You're not having to deal with the will anymore. Absolutely, and there's and for Mets fans, because I have a ton of friends who are Mets fans. Will like Steve Cohen, didn't make his billions in analytics by you know throwing bad throwing bad money at throwing good money for bad money and vice versa. He made his money by doing smart trades. Now let me ask you this, because the Blue Jays are also interested in Chris Bryant. If the Mets get Chris Bryant, do the Mets become the favorites in the National League? Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't think Chris Bryant's going to be the thing that, put, that pushes the Mets over the edge. They'll be a contender, but they don't know that they'll be the favorite. Are you sure? Because Chris Bryant, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, the line between balance, you still got their rotation is pretty decent. you sure they wouldn't give the Braves a run for their money? The Braves, I mean, but you have to look at what the Braves are doing, too. Like, whatever moves that they... 
the Braves, uh, not a whole lot is changing on their end. And what they did was pretty damn good last season. So, um, I think that they, I mean, they stand to give them, they stand to be more of a problem, but are they going to be like, uh, like, are they going to have an impact like the Blue Jays are going to have an impact in the AL East? No, probably not. Not this season because the Mets have like a, uh, the, the Mets are in a bit of like a restructuring and the uh, Blue Jays are, are, were in a similar position. The Mets are just um, a little bit farther behind than uh, where the, I'd say the Mets are where the Blue Jays were a few years ago, like a year ago or so. Because, um, I mean, some of their, like, they've got the young talent that's starting to be, they're starting to contribute. Um, the, and now I'm strictly talking to the Blue Jays, so they got the young talent that's starting to contribute. I mean, look at Vlad, uh, look at Vlad Jr., look at um, Bo, look at uh, Kevin. They're all starting to, like, they all have contributed uh, in a very decent way because Kevin made his debut in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Who? Uh, Kevin Vigio. Kevin Vigio, I think it was 2019. 2019. They all all came together around the same year. I, I, I think Bichette was first. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Kevin was there, but, like, he had his first, like, kind of big, and this was messed up because it was that Minute Maid Park, because, um, because, uh, I remember, like, the broadcast made, like, a big deal about it, because, uh, you know, Jeff Blum, one of our, one of the people who was on the Ashworth Ashworth broadcast, or broadcast for us, ATT, yeah, they, um, I mean, he played with, I mean, he played with, uh, Craig, his dad, so... Um, what do you what do you think, especially around baseball, about the unif the DAs not being accepted by the players association and expanded playoffs? Um I don't think there's a problem with it because I, I mean the the National League can as long as they not as a big of a deal, the rule that I want to see gone for fucking ever is the runner on second. That's the most horseshit, stupid rule ever. Nobody, like, and I haven't met anybody that can justify that rule to me. And keep with a straight face, like. Yeah, I I agree with you. And Bijou's debut was in 2019. Um, so was Bichette's. Uh, back, yeah. back, back to the Chris Bryant a little bit. I think if they got Chris Bryant... That would solidify the ALEs, the NLEs for the Mets, but I, I okay. still think the Dodgers would be the favorite in the NLCS, just because mm. overall okay. their pitching is better than the Mets, but okay. the lineups are practically the same thing. You know, one through one through six, one through seven, you're 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 like, who are you going to choose to pitch to? Because they're all so good. Yeah. Um, with the Mets, I think that... I mean, cause I just don't see them... Like, I see them doing better things this season, but 
Also, I mean, the Wilpons weren't the only thing wrong with the Met. There is probably some structural, like some structural things that have. That's true. I think it's just gonna. I think it's just gonna take longer than a season to see. It's not an instant change when there's a change in ownership. It's more of like a. You'll see slight improvements because um, and I'm not kind of, and I'm by no means comparing like what the I mean because like with what the Astros did, it wasn't a and one season two the one season or two seasons that they improved. It was um they were bought in 2011 and um I mean you saw them bring on. Like, they brought on people piece by piece that kind of put them at that next level. So it was at, it was 2015 before they really did anything serious in the postseason. Like, they made the postseason, but, like, uh, it, so it's going to it's, it's gonna take a second. Um, and I'm going to be so happy when that happens because I would, I mean, it would be my personal nightmare to see an all-New York, uh, all-New York it. World Series. Because that would mean that the Yankees it. are in the postseason, and yes. we all know how I feel about the Yankees. It's been well documented and established. I am not. Oh really? Oh really? I, didn't I, had, I had no, no idea. idea. No, no idea. idea. Gosh, golly! <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, um, do you, like, in baseball, what would be the equivalent of 
the best, who can be the greatest player of all time in baseball versus an upstar? What matchups have we seen in, in postseason competition where we've seen a guy that could be the greatest hitter of all time versus an upstart, um, upstart player? Like, have we ever seen a matchup in baseball that could be like that? Well, I mean, with our current, with current day players? Yeah. With current day uh, player, like, yeah, exactly. A current day player. Actually. Um, well, I guess it would be somebody like, I, I mean, if the Angels ever make the postseason while Mike Trout is still playing, Mookie Betts. it would be like, it'd be like, yeah, or it'd be like Mookie Betts going up against uh, some of, probably like some of the younger teams, or some of the younger guys on uh uh, like the Padres, like that would probably be a really entertaining matchup. Um, I, off the top of my head, I'd have to really think about that because um, there are a lot. There's a lot of really, really good young talent, and I know that there's a. I know that there's um, you know, obviously some stud players. Uh, but like you said, you know, Mookie Beds comes to mind. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, so you know a better. A better one would be like if we're talking about just like pit, like pitching, like pitchers. Uh, so like a Justin Verlander, and this isn't a personal bias of mine. It might, I mean, my per, the fact that he's an Astro might have something to do with it. But he's, I mean, Nolan Ryan said himself that when he watches Justin Verlander pitch, he's reminded of himself. He's a bit of like he's kind of like an old school pitcher. Almost, even though he's uh, playing at now in this era, uh, so it'd be like Justin Verlander facing somebody like a who's a really good one. I mean, uh, there's a few good ones on the Dodgers. So if you know, I mean, it's not too far off. It's not too far fetched to think about a a, a matchup of an Astros Dodgers World Series like we saw in 2017, and seeing somebody like. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? I, I can. His first name is Julio, and I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. Urias. It starts with a U, and he's yeah, Urias. It would be like Urias versus like a Verlander or a Dustin May versus a Verlander. Um, those are younger guys. Dustin May throws heat. He's nasty. Um, Tatis. Tatis, yeah, Tatis. Like the thing is, like he's is a young, like he's young. He's fun. He's a charismatic and there's these giants so it'd be like a top piece like maybe like uh playing against uh mookie Betts or uh you know somebody playing against mike trout now mike trout tries his hardest to make this team successful but baseball is not won by one player see that would be it right if if we can get an angels padres or angels dodgers world series with trout against tatis and all of them with trout against Betts and all of them that's that's interesting. The Yankees, the Yankees and Dodgers, just for historical context, that's that's probably the closest right now. But that's just history, right? They've you know you know they've been in a bunch of World Series matchups back in the day, you know, and then and then with the, the amount of people, the last one was eighty one. The last know? one was nineteen eighty one. Yeah. So, so with this year, especially right now, Glaber Torres, Corey Seager, Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger, you know, Garrett Cole, Walker Bueller, but that's probably it, you know, that's why football's different, you, 
you really can't get that many kind of star matchups. And and remember too, that's with that's with Tom Brady playing twenty one years. I mean, not that many people in baseball are playing twenty one years. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you see some like freaks of nature, kind of. I mean, you see some people do it, like with a DH, um, or maybe not do it. Like they have a long career, but maybe it's not all done in like the major league. Maybe it's done like in an off, like a. I mean, because of COVID and a few other reasons, I, I don't think this ever came to fruition for him. But uh, Manny Ramirez, he was signed on to play with the Sydney Blue Sox, and that guy's like forty-eight, man. He yeah, was not, and then like, you had Julio Franco playing till he was forty-seven years old. Um, I mean, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan played a real long time. Yeah. Um, another another interesting thing I, I know it's probably not a I, like I would hope this matchup happens. What about Jacob Degrom versus Mike Trout in the postseason in the World Series? That's an interesting one because you're talking about outside of Kershaw, Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball. Mike Trout is the base and the best player in baseball. What happens when the best hitter? meets the best pitcher. That wouldn't that be I, I know name brand Mets Angels aren't sexy, but just the DeGrom Mike Trout. Just Trout. That's the crazy. only reason why the Angels are valuable because of Trout. But unfortunately the Angels are not getting to a World Series. So I know, I know. Talking about matches like these kind of suck been, because it's something uh, we're uh, never ever ever gonna see. I, I get it, but I'm just saying like if the Angels ever did that, it's Angels versus Mets why not have a, a DeGrom trap? Because you talk about the best player in baseball against the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, um, I think that currently yeah, Mike Trout is like an all-timer, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of amazing young talent coming up, so who knows? Things could go either way. For a lot of these players right now. Now, another thing with with that is you're hearing that baseball is supposed to start on time, but Arizona is saying that they want to push delays from training. Um, do you think ultimately that baseball will start on time? Because it doesn't look like um, New York will allow fans, at least for the first two months of baseball. Oh, shit, so that means the uh, Yankees versus Astros series is probably be a no-go. That's why I bought ticket insurance. That's it. You know what? Good on me for buying that insurance. Um, uh, I think it's going to probably start on time. Um, I, I don't know what the league is going to do about Arizona. I mean, if they would just do their... Dude, if they had just done their due diligence and, like, really enforce that, like, wear your mask, really, like, emphasize social distancing, if they weren't, and I'm going to go ahead and shit on the state of Arizona, if they weren't complete shitheads about it, then we probably wouldn't have this problem right now. So if they had kept a better, like, if they had kept better control of the situation in terms of, like, the spread of COVID, then we wouldn't be having, like, Arizona wouldn't be saying, oh, I think it's, like, we have rising COVID numbers. If there were tougher protocols put in place, I mean, really, 
Major League Baseball should, uh, I mean, if it were me, and I know that this is a really impractical approach, if it were me, um, I, major, I would, if I were Major League Baseball, I'd go to Arizona and be like, okay, well, you guys propose a different solution since you're kind of, since you guys have worked to put yourself in this position in the first place. The one thing that they could do is AL clubs that go to Florida, the National League clubs have spring training in their ballparks, just like summer camp. And what they do, they only play their division in spring training, who's around them. And, and, and they could still do the split squads, they could still do all that. You know, they, you know, the main, the main club stays at their stadium. Split squads now go, go to the minor league stadiums. That's, that, that, that's where they would go. And that's the only other way around it because you can't, you can't have all 30 teams in Florida. Unless, unless you want to share like, like Yankees and Mets would do Tampa and, and each rivalry shares a stadium. That that is another way you could go, but if if Arizona is having strict protocols, you know what? There's nothing you could do about that. I mean, yeah. I think that right now it's a big question mark. The Major League Baseball is like recent as, you know, earlier this evening said, you know, prepare for an on time start. They they're instructing clubs to they're giving clubs the green light, so I mean, some of that might change as far as it's concerned. I mean, for the Astros, train training wouldn't change because they train in Florida. Um, I I think that that's a work. There's a workaround because I think a lot of people are just dying to make not like anxious to see a full season. Anxious. I know the players are more than prepared to have a regular kind of uh, kind of routine because. Um, I mean, that's why you saw so many injuries last season because these pro athletes, I mean, must have been playing since they were very young. And once they reach a certain point in their playing career, their their bodies are conditioned to operate a certain way. It's like your your muscle, your body, it's like a, your bodies are conditioned uh, on like a, it just goes back to like a, it's like muscle memory if, if that process has started and it started and it stopped a lot, it interrupts, you know, a lot for the athlete. It interrupts their ability to condition their muscles properly. It's just it really affects everything. So I think that Major League Baseball is not interested in seeing, um, in seeing a delay. I don't think any of the players are interested in seeing a delay. And I think um, the Players Union and Major League Baseball in Arizona are going to get it worked out. Um so that they do have everything start on time. Um, I want a full 162-game season, but I also don't want to put anybody at risk, I will say. So I want to put it out there. When this is heard, when this is, like, broadcasted, I am not pro putting in people, uh, pro uh, starting the baseball team, starting the baseball season on time because if that meant, well, because if that meant, like, people potentially spreading COVID further. Like if it meant that doing more damage than already has been done, I'm not for it. If there's a workaround, then sure, go ahead. Let's start it on time. Thanks. All right, Michelle, are you ready for some rapid fire? 
I am ready for some rapid fire before I get out of here, gentlemen. I am ready, ready. Absolutely. Okay. Um, which, we're going to go Astros edition because I know how much you love the Astros, so let's do it. You're right. Which, um, I do. <laughs> uh, which Astral player has a lot to prove to you? Um, so I think that right, so currently right now, I think there's a few, um, so I know you said a player, but I can't answer that with one because, uh, so I think the team as a whole has a lot to prove again. Um, I think that Jose Altuve has a lot to prove as uh, needs to, like, has a lot to prove in, like, uh, in terms of like his, his performance at the plate, his performance defensively, because there's a lot, there's a few like errors that, uh, went against like that were pretty, were on him that, uh, were made at critical points in time. Uh, and there was like a few during the postseason. So I think that Jose Altuve has a lot to prove. And I say that, uh, I will defend Jose Altuve's name all day long. He is, uh, one of my favorites. Um, I think that, um, <clears throat> Lance McCullers Jr. I think that he has a little bit to prove because, you know, last year was his first season back from Tommy John surgery. And I think that he is far more capable of, uh, his production is not reflective of what happened last season. I think he's far more capable of better things than what we saw. So um, I think that's, I, I also think that um, Jason Castro, well, I don't think Jason Castro really has anything to prove. I think it's great that we have Martin Maldonado and we have these, uh, we have Jason Castro and, you know, we also have Garrett Stubbs. And uh, so I think that there's a few, like Kyle Tucker also has a lot to prove because, I mean, he's in the outfield and we're going from an outfield that saw Michael Brantley, George Springer, and Josh Reddick. And, you know, for his, you know, sometimes Josh Reddick wasn't like the biggest producer at the plate. I mean, but he made some just fantastic, like defensively, he was, he made some fantastic catches. I mean, I can maybe name on one hand in the past few seasons where I've seen him make big blunders, but I mean, it's, it has, it's been far and few between. So Kyle Tucker has a lot to prove. And so does Jordan Alvarez. Cause he was out all last season with his knees. I've seen what he's been doing in the off season, bouncing back, but Jordan Alvarez is, uh, so those would be kind of like, you know, my first few off the top of my head. Convince me why the Astros are going to win the world series this year. <laughs> you know what? Gladly. So, I'll start off. We'll, we'll, we'll start off at the top of the rotation. Um, so, uh, Justin Verlander, um, I think we see him come back at some point this season because he did have his uh, Tommy John surgery on, or, like, he's, he had the surgery early enough to where he's full, well, into his recovery because recovery is anywhere from six to 12 months. And so he is, I, I think we see him at some point this season. Uh, Click is not done making moves. We have a pretty decent rotation. We have a solid bullpen. Our lineup is good. I think that we maybe add one starting pitcher, maybe one more bull piece. We trade for, maybe there's a position player at the deadline, but I mean, you think that uh, you, people, I mean, a lot of people forget and overlook you know, like Aledmus Diaz, he's, he produces, he's a strong producer at the plate. He's strong defensively. So um, at any point in time, we would have Brantley, we had Correa, we would have Bregman, we had Altuve. Um, 
We have uh, Ledmus Diaz. We have Jordan Alvarez, who is a fucking monster. I mean, he played for five seconds last season, and what his first uh, his first at bat was a home run. So oh. I mean, I'm not even do- I'm not even done listing the producers. So Kyle Tucker, Miles Straw is oh. a pro- Miles Straw. I mean, like Abraham Toro. Like, there's I'm not there's still people I haven't named that could be in the lineup at any point in time. That are that are just good. They're they're a good team. They're a very good team. And uh, I mean, look at the young pitchers that came last season, and look at who like Framber Valdez really came into his own and stepped up, and like he took a like he took a really uh, a really big role and played a really big uh, had a really big hand in helping uh, with some of the postseason success. You have Anoli Anoli Paredes, who is just fan fucking fantastic, and Christian Javier, who's deadly like. They have good stuff, and I and also I, I want to point out it's Desky Baker said when he signed with the Astros last season that it was his last hurrah. He signed a two year he signed a one year contract with the, uh, for with a club option, and so that club option uh, club option was exercised. So it's not like and he's getting on up there, and Strami is getting on up there. So I would love to see them both win another one, and I think that's why I really think that's why they're going to win the World Series because if you look at if you follow the pattern since. <clears throat> whatever, 2015, 2016, no, uh, so they won the World Series in tw- uh, 2017, they made it to the ALCS in 2018, they made it to the World Series in 2019, they made it to the ALCS in 2020, and I think in 2021 we see them come back to the World Series. Ah, uh, nice, okay, two quick ones, um, if Carlos Correa is a New York Yankee, I would kill. I would kill myself. That's what. Michelle, you know me. I love chaos, so I, I kind of, kind of. I I want Korea so much. I might. Y'all aren't gonna get him though because I don't think you saw what he said. He wants to be an Astro for life. No, 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 no. I know. Money talks. We know he's not going anywhere. Money talks. I'm just saying. I'm. I might be the only Yankee fan that wants Korea. Disgusting. Okay, and last important question. And actually, this one's gonna hurt you more. And this if the Yankees if the Yankees win the World Series and you're seeing I know you're not going to parade, but you're seeing the confetti fly, you're seeing the Yankees like celebrating on a scale of one to a, to ten, how angry would you be that you're gonna be on Twitter? You're gonna see Yankees Twitter gonna, just be assholes. I'm not saying it's like I thought, and th- th- this was a question posed to me at the beginning of last season about the Dodgers, and um, you know, of course, I was a little. It was like a oh, man. I really wish I wasn't in this position, but. In all honesty, I remember how it felt when the uh, when the Astros won. I, I, it's a really good feeling to see your team. It just feels like it's an incredible feeling. So as annoyed as I would be, would I be a little like grumpy about it? Would I be a little annoyed about it and slightly bitter? Yeah, of course. I would be a liar if I didn't say so. But I'm not going to be a complete hater. Like props, like I give respect where respect is due. Most of the time, I say that with a few exceptions. Uh, but most of the time, I give respect where respect is due. And last thing, this was this was a good post from Rachel Balkovec. She 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 put up a poll: coaches of male athletes slash sports, 
for those of you working in male-dominated industries. What percentage of resumes you receive are from women? 5%, one with 61% of the vote. 5, 5 through 15 got 23. 15 through 30 got 9. 30 through 50 got 7. 468 votes. And, and then she writes on the, underneath the poll, We don't need more wo- women working in sports. Reframed. We need more qualified and capable women who want to work in sports. I believe in developing capable young women over, over chastising organizations for not hiring enough women when we wake up. 10% of applicants raising qualified capable women that have a desire to be in positions of leadership in male saturated industries and there's a whole lot more any of y'all can read it for yourself yourself but uh what do you think of that poll i think it's appropriate and i think that um anything that rachel says like i have yet there's nothing that she has said or done that i disagree with and um i've had i've i've admired her for a very long time um She's one of my personal heroes, and I have zero bad things to say about, like, you'll never hear me speak anything other than very highly of her, I have the utmost respect, and, I mean, you still see her say time and time again, you know, it's all about, like, um, um, she said at one point, you know, it's all about the hand that you're dealt, like, it's like, I don't, I don't give people props for, like, uh, like, I don't take pity on people, I don't feel sorry for people, I'm not, like, gonna work with people just because, like, I, feel sorry for them, like, I, she has, there has to be, quali- <sighs> there has to be substance there, it can't just be, like, a, you know, equal opportunity higher, because that doesn't create success, that does nothing, that does nothing to uh, further uh, women in sports, that's just, it just adds to, you know, people talking about women and their ability to be in sports. I think that we absolutely belong in sports. I think that there are many qualified ladies. In fact, I said this to some mouth breather, I think yesterday on Twitter, some dummy. Um, I told him, I'll forget more about the sport of baseball than you'll ever hope or pray to know, which is true. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not out there flexing my depth of knowledge every day, but it's, uh, quite, it's quite ridiculous. Um, and my, uh, so I, I agree with what Rachel said. You can't just test if there's not enough qualified applicants that are females, then, I mean, the, the keyword being qualified, you have to have it in order to get the position. I can't just walk into a major league club. I can't just walk into a front office and be like, I'm a female and I want this position. So you should hire me. And if you don't, you're a bad person. They're not going to be bad people. They have a business to run. In order to have a successful business, you have to have the right people, regardless of gender. And you know what? I am, you you guys have to hear that with the fact that I am a woman working towards a career, a long-term career in Major League Baseball. So, I mean, I agree with her. Um, And I just want to say, Michelle, and I said this before, I'm going to say it again, you are the absolute best. I appreciate you coming on, I appreciate you putting all these, you know, um, I appreciate your, you destroying all loser men out on Twitter, that question, <laughs> and so knowledge. I, uh, yeah, like, I, like, I said, for, like I said, Michelle, I'm here for the chaos. I need, I, I chaos. love chaos. 
Well, let's link up again soon. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Take care. Let's link up again soon. Let's create... Well, Michelle, thank you, as always, for coming on. It's always a blast. It's always a fantastic time. Um, you know, I'm also one of the few Yankee fans that never mind talking about the Astros. They have incredible talent. And I just want to say this. Any Yankee fan that doesn't want and can't look past Carlos Correa and doesn't want Carlos Correa's pure, raw skills... At shortstop in Yankee Stadium, I'm sorry. Respectfully, you're crazy. He is so good to where he'll be the best skilled shortstop. Okay? The the majority of us has ever seen in our Yankee fandom career. The best skilled shortstop. Because he's better skilled than Derek Jeter. I'll tell you that. He's better skilled than Glaber. A-Rod played one inning at shortstop, so that don't count. I don't even want to hear it. Um, you know, and, and obviously if Cray ever was a Yankee, he'd play a lot more than one inning. So that part, we won't even go there. Sorry, Emily. But he would be the best skilled shortstop that we would ever have. Yes, way better than Didi. Didi Didi's good defensively, so that part... You can maybe debate, but as an overall shortstop, you know, Curry is, I get it, Cheetah got the rings, he, he's been the clutch, but if we had the opportunity to get Correa, that would be awesome. You know what's crazy is that people always want to disrespect Carlos Correa, like, and yeah, I mean, Yankee fans don't like him, the whole thing, blah, blah, but... If you're telling me that I can play Carlos Correa, I'm doing it. And Michelle, I I know it's probably not going to happen because Correa's probably not going to go anywhere, which is which is acceptable. But what if Correa does become a Yankee? And you know, like you said, right? Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills signed. And when the dollar dollar bills talk, you gonna listen. And it leads me to a thing that I want to say and. That, that was part of the tease that I talked with Michelle, but I'm going to do something for you. Now, Tom Brady is going to attempt Super Bowl. I think we all can agree that Tom needed, no, that Bill needed Tom more than Tom needed Bill. Am I correct? Yeah. And we can all agree that Brady is the GOAT. That's true. Here, now, here's something, right? Brady's been to 10. LeBron's been to 10, but that's not where I'm going to go. I'm going to put this in context. Right now, the greatest player in the NBA has always been Michael Jordan. The greatest football player is LeBron James. And the greatest baseball player of all time, it's been, you can say, Hank Aaron. Um, but for the purposes of this argument that we've seen, I'm going to say Ken Griffey Jr., where would you rank those three players? And we're going to start from three, not one to three. We're going to go three to one. Griffey, and this is for our lifetime. Griffey, Jordan, Brady. Where would you rank them and why? I mean, go. we didn't see Jordan. 
right, so all right, Kobe. Kobe's the closest person to Jordan. So there we go. Ooh. Well, I mean, off of the straight rings argument, it's obviously Griffey three, Kobe two, yeah. Brady one. Now, if we're talking overall athletic ability. Over- Plus, yes, plus rings, plus skill. Yeah, um, plus r- rings are our last. Rings are last, but we're talking like I'm going, everything. Athletic ability. Yeah. I'm going Kobe 3, mm-hmm. Griffey 2, Brady 1. Because, really? because Griffey has the most athletic skill. Out of all, out of all three of them, so okay. that gets him to number two. Also, just because of that pure athletic skill, without the injuries, and he still accomplished a hell of a lot. And if he's on another team, a better team, he's he's probably winning more rings than Kobe. And maybe maybe more than Brady. Who knows? Um, so just that alone. And he was a dominant defensive center infielder. Hitting 40 plus 50 plus home runs a year. Um, you know, again, you know, Brady not the most athletic. And maybe doesn't have the most talent. But he does what needs to be done. So where you can you can give it to Rodgers, let him be the most talented quarterback. What has all that talent got in him? What has it got in him? Crap. One ring a billion years ago, and almost no one even cares about it anymore. Okay, so you can have all your talent in the goddamn world. He's not winning, man. So, yeah. Brady's number one regardless. Now, if you want to go... If you want to go... Brady, Jordan... And, uh... I don't know. You know. LeBron? Then I would do... LeBron, Brady, Jordan. LeBron 3, Brady 2, Jordan 1. Now... Now, when I'm talking like, now, I want to separate the rings, because I feel like the rings have weighed heavy on your argument, which I know that's a big part. Um, when one man has six championships, it's so, it's, it's so hard to knock that down. That's, that's a major part of Brady's career. And with him having such successful regular seasons, it's, it's you know, he'd still be... He'd still be a top five quarterback, but it's it's impossible to take the rings to take the rings out of it. Even if you tried, it's just impossible. It's 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 something that can't be done. It, it's like saying take away Jeter's five. You know you can't you can't do it. Yeah, because the five to the five rings from Jeter just elevates him to a different level. Exactly. And, but my, I will debate on this. Bray, I can stand, but. It's interesting that you put Griffey over Kobe. Kobe got five rings. Because 
yes, they were both incredibly gifted at their at their prospective sport. But Griffey was just on a whole nother level. You know, a true a true phenom and I guess you could call Kobe a phenom too. But Kobe also had and this might hurt a lot of people's feelings. Kobe had a Batman. Kobe and Shaq are Batman. Neither of them are Robin. They had two Batman. You know? Um, but what, what about so, Gasol? Gasol was a Robin. Right. Right. But he he won three with Shaq and only two with Gasol. If Gasol was a Batman... Maybe Kobe has six. So if if Shaq was a Robin, I don't think they three peat. That's why it was so needed. Griffey was a Batman with you know not Arod long enough, without Martinez long enough, without Johnson long enough. Johnson, Arod, and Martinez are Batman. But Johnson and Arod were at the very beginning of their careers. And Martinez was just trying to see how much longer he could go on for. You know? So, it's it's different. But Griffey was still so pure, raw, skilled. He was A-plus defensively. A-plus with the bat. And it's just it's just different. It's, it's, and again, too. No disrespect, but baseball is a harder sport to play than basketball. So that that oh, that that also goes into it. I agree. And one last question before we wrap this up, and this is no way giving away picks. This is just strictly on your team. If if Brady does what his stuff, and obviously it's the accomplishment. What 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 do you think Bill Belichick, not the coach, and Bill Belichick, the coach is great. What's to say about Bill Belichick, the GM? And how can Bill Belichick repair that image? That's what I want to ask you. Because we can all agree, as a general manager, he sucks. Well, I mean, with having all the money that they have right now, you know, that's that's a pretty good starting point. You know, having sixty million. If Hightower retires, you know, have seventy million, but you're losing a key defensive piece, right? So Right. And if I'm the Patriots, if if this is a rebuilt, I'm trading Gilmore. I'm trying to look to trade Nikhil Harry. I'm possibly looking to trade Damien Harris, you know, um, any talented pieces that I can get something back of and rebuild, because unless they move up in the draft and draft a good quarterback, they're going to have to start over. Now, if things want to get interesting, and before you spend any money, if you want to get Aaron Rodgers, that's 
interesting to where you don't now do a rebuild. And now you give him everything you can with all that money. So, that's the best play the Patriots can do without having a rebuild. Is if they can get Aaron Rodgers. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I have no reason to stay with the Packers. The difference between Brady and Rodgers, the Patriots respected Tom Brady. Robert Kraft goddamn near loved Tom Brady. And also again, as I mentioned the other day, Tom Brady wasn't selfish. He was willing to do everything it took to make sure he would win. And that has to play a part of it. Aaron Rodgers not taking a pay cut has to be a part of his failure. Not enough pieces around the guy. Because he's making so much goddamn money. He probably, right, Brady, Brady lost $60 million throughout his career because of the pay cuts. Rodgers probably gained, let, let's say that, same $60 million. So it plays a part in it. Again, if Brady stays at twenty to twenty-five million a year through that run, they're not winning six. Maybe maybe they win two. Maybe they no. You know what? I'll take it back. They win the three. But they're not able to beat the Seahawks. They're not able to beat the Falcons, and and they're probably not even to beat the Rams because there were guys on that team where maybe they don't have. If there's no pay cut. So that's a that's a huge, huge part of it. So that's that's where Belichick has to go. He has to know what he's doing. And and if there's gonna be a rebuild, Bill may start with the rebuild. But you know what? A rebuild of two, three seasons, that's a lot of losses on this man's record. Is he gonna wanna go through that now? You know, maybe he'll just want to be the GM and not be the coach. And not have his head coach record killed. Because that's going to kill his record, man. With with 9, 10 plus losses a year for the next three years. Jesus Christ. So, that's 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 what the Patriots are going to have to care about. And as a fan, I, you said that do or die, you're always going to stay a fan. How is a fan that's going to hurt you? You went from seeing... You're, you went from seeing your team go in the championships, go in the playoffs to nine or ten losses a season. How would that hurt you, the fan? Because before you were like, ah, oh, you know, playoffs, great. Now it's like nine, ten losses here, here. How are you going to feel? I'll be praying for Brady to stay in the league. Um, you know, because right now, right now, I still got the same passion as I did in 18, 16, 14, 04, 03, and 01. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loving that the Bucks are winning these games. Now, it's, it's also a little different too, because it's good that Brady's winning these games. But at the same time, too, it's not the Patriots. So, if they do pull it off next week, 
and win the Super Bowl. Patriots fans are happy Brady gets seven. But what it also comes to is the Patriots are winning seven, right? And that does suck to say that he did it with another team. I kind of like that he did all of it with the Patriots. Um, so maybe it's good if the Chiefs win. That's just from that perspective. But that's the only small reason why I would want the Chiefs to win that game. That's the only reason. Other than that, you know what? I'm for it. And, and I got to be honest too. I think it's, I'll say this, small tease, I won't explain why right now, but it's better for the NFL if the Bucks win the Super Bowl next week. Year when it is Bucks Patriots, I want I want Brady to get sacked six times. I want Brady to throw three pick sixes. I want Brady to if he has to throw a touchdown, let it be the Rock or a B, and let the Bucks win by thirty five. But even still, the Patriots can do all that. The Bucks can lose next week. I'll still say it's Brady over Belichick because he got a team from literally nowhere to the playoffs and now to a Super Bowl appearance. And I'm also going to say this right now, okay? Right now, they beat a tough defense with the Washington football team. They beat Bryce. They beat Rodgers. If they beat Mahomes, that's a better combination of beats than the one Eli did in 2007. Let me go back to 2007. Jeff Garcia, average at best. Tony Romo. And he was quality. Brett Favre. Okay, that's a Hall of Famer. And then Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't even argue that. Rodgers will be a Hall of Famer. Breeze will be a Hall of Famer. Mahomes is likely going to be a Hall of Famer. Famer. And and, and the the Washington football team defense is bad. I mean, Chase Young could have a Hall of Famer. Could have a Hall of Fame career if he plays like this. Montana Sweat, a good player. Like, yeah, he's talking about a very stingy Washington football team defense. Breeze is the first battle Hall of Fame. Plus, plus a team that was coached by Ron Rivera, who who should be a Hall of Fame coach. 
Oh yeah, Ron Rivera. It should be. Yeah, Ron Rivera is so a Hall of Fame That's also another part of that. Yeah, well, I can't argue that, but I will say this: everything that Brady does now, Great. all it's gonna do is just, all it's gonna do is just gonna dust off those two Super Bowl wins that Eli did, and just shine it up. All right, all right, no one cares about 